This is the Notebook Wagering Show on the Wild Style Network. Here are your hosts, Q, Smitty, Matt, and Jay Cam. Hey, it's Wednesday night. The boys are back, and especially Q. He is in studio with me, and I'm so pumped up tonight, man. We're live from the Salisbury Center, fueled by Monster Energy. Man, do we have a jam-packed show tonight. It's exciting. We, we're we're going to talk college football. It's kind of like opening day. It, man, let's go. We do one of the greatest jobs breaking down conferences, so we're excited to do that. We're going to do that in a little bit. We're going to try to get some winners here in the Major League card tonight. We're going to break down golf really fast. Then we're going to dive into the ACC conference. And then we're going to throw out a little preseason here at the end. Let's go really quick to the guys up in Pittsburgh really fast. Jay Cam, how are you tonight? I'm good. I, we made it. We got the football. We I got know. through the summer. The summer doldrums. We're, we're finally here. We're starting off, starting off with the ACC. and It won't like the other swan song. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, uh, we've got football. I love it. Maddie, what's going on up there, buddy? There it is, buddy. You can see it. Bill Steele. It's officially here. You need to, the guy, Smitty. It's you. You know, we were, we were literally just talking about that guy and how we actually are against it. Oh, and I'll tell you why. Him. One, you look at Athlon, you look at VEASAN. They obviously give you their synopsis. They have the stats. They have the schedule. But they also give what they predict over and under. And I'm not saying they're going to pick game by game, but they give you over and under in their opinion. Steel one doesn't do that, and you need a magnifying glass to read his. That's what I was just going to say when you're turning. I'm and getting, he's giving me stats from the 2017 defense. When you're getting up there in age like us, especially maybe two of us or three of us, you need you need some glass. Like, I got to hold that back like this. Listen, I got 2020 vision, and I can't read it. You're not. Man, I think, well, first of all, you don't need the over-unders from these guys. That's why we're here. To tell you what it is. Well, I agree, but, you know, you do like to see what your colleagues are putting out. And you also don't. But Maybe, and, they're, and, maybe they're blowing smoke up your rectum. Well, maybe. <laughs> and the stats, I don't care about the 2017 defense because none of those guys are there. Well, that's not true. Stetson Bennett was there last year. <laughs> I said defense. He's offense. <laughs> hey, let, there is some really good materials out there. So everyone has an it opinion. It is one of the best. Though. He is. And Phil Steele is one of the best. So, yeah. So everyone can have their opinion. And So, hey, listen, if you are tuning in live tonight, man, any questions, anything with sports, throw it out there tonight. Any ACC teams you like or Major League Baseball plays, please throw it out there. Or the golf, the playoffs. We're talking about playoffs and golf. And playoffs. Playoffs. What are we talking about? <laughs> All right, here we go, man. What, what do we try to do every week here? We're going to try to win some money. Like That's what we're trying to do, and we're going to try to win you some money tonight. So we've been doing pretty good on these late baseball plays for you. So we're going to... Chime this out really, really quick here. So first game, 8-10. It's 7-34 right now, 8-10. We got the Yankees against the White Sox. I thought this was a Severino game. And I earlier in the day, it was a Severino. And I was, like, already going, oh, man, I'm jumping on the White Sox because anytime Severino pitches, Yeah, they got Ian Hamilton now. Yes, and he seems like an opener. So maybe He's an opener. it's a bullpen day. So, Jason, because you're always on this kind of stuff, do you think Severino's coming in after this? No, I don't think so. I think they probably pushed him back. Yeah, they got pushed. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I jumped on this still. So I jumped on this a little bit ago. I am on the White Sox tonight. I posted it on Twitter with my card. 
Um, I gave out another four plays tonight. Um, one of them was best bet. That was on Sharp Angle Syndicate. I played the Blue Jays money line on that. Um, but I'm on I'm on the White Sox tonight. You know, I just look at this, the Yankees with an opener. I don't know who else they're going to bring in here. I'm going to take a shot with the White Sox to get a little winner here tonight. Anybody else like this game? I'm off of it. <sighs> so hard, man, because both of these teams are just like they've, they've called it a season. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's no life here. The White, the White Sox are getting fighting and beat up, and then the Yankees are getting beat up by their media. So I, I don't know. I'm going to pass on this one too. Well, the Yankees have life, but it's not good life. I mean, Judge no. is back. Now they're talking. I, I saw rumors there. There's a lot of people want Cashman gone. Yeah, as a new spec. I mean, it's just it's bad, yeah, bad. Group. Bad time to be a Yankees fan, to be a part of the Yankees organization. And the White Sox. I, I mean, you just had your shortstop kid KO'd at second base. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is bad. Squared up. <laughs> he asked for the smoke and the he, smoke was he delivered. He did. He, and he, even, he, he doubled down. He said, we'll, we'll handle it later on this season. Like, buddy, are you bringing brass knuckles? Because you need them. Aaron Boone on a lighter note had one of the best umpire impersonations the other night though. Yeah. But he got booted, man. That was classic. Classic. But he was right. Did you see that strike zone? It was absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He knows the stuff. You- I'll say he's usually right when he gets thrown out. It's just he obviously gets thrown out. Yeah. It was funny though. Oh great. All right. So I'm the only one on the White Sox tonight yeah. in that game. All That's right. a DJ game. That, yeah, I like to find I would go if I was gonna pick between the two, but like I said, I have no faith in either of these teams right now. Well, I do like the next game though. I was just trying to play four games. That was one I'm gonna take a chance on. Okay, here we go. Next game, nine thirty-eight. San Francisco against the Angels. You got Walker, which is is an opener, it looks like. Tawny is going for the Angels tonight. This was a big line. I mean, it opened at minus 112, and it's up to minus uh, 142 right now, what I saw on scores and odds. So I am not on this game yet. Uh, lay the juice. I mean, uh, I, I, I played the Angels last night. I went yeah. 4-0 last night. I, I This one I might lean and take the Angels. Matty, let, yeah. let's start with you here. Are you jumping on this game? Yeah, I'm complete oppo, though. I'm on the Giants plus money and Giants run line twice. Wow. Okay. I like it. I think Shohei's I think Shohei's uh finally realizing that Anaheim is not gonna be his final destination. I think he's I mean, the dude is doing it all. Look yeah. at the other night he was two for four, I think a home run, pitched those innings and they still lost four to three or something. He's he's gotta be getting burned out. Uh, yeah, I'm on the Giants. Okay. Giants. Q, you seem like you're on this game. What do you have? Yeah, I like the Angels. It seems like they still have false hope. Uh, they definitely, I think, shot themselves in the foot by looking at three and a half games out, thinking they had a shot with all those injuries. It's just, it's not sustainable, but you're not hearing the, the white flags, you know, whipping in the wind out in uh, Anaheim right now. So they still think they can win. I like Otani against the Giants offense that isn't going to wow you every night. Uh, I mean, they're not going to put up, you know, Six, seven, eight, nine runs all the time. I just, it's a bullpen game for the Giants. I think they can squeak it out. I think Otani can go a little deeper against this Giants lineup. So I, I would lay the juice here. Um, I think, I think they're going to get that done. Yeah, I'd be a cue on this one too. I think I like Otani here. I, like the Angels don't know they're dead yet. But, yeah, and that's uh, so and weird. I hate, and I hate taking bullpen games because you really know, don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's not one of the situations, too. Like, they're starting a right-hander. If they bring a lefty in to try to flip the platoons, 
LA actually hits lefties really well. So they don't have that advantage in this game. So, yeah, I'll, I'll lay to 135 here with the Angels, even though they haven't been exactly knocking the door down here. Yeah, I like that. Some different opinions on that game, so pick your side there. All right, 940, we got the Dodgers against Arizona. Man, what in the world happened to Arizona? Uh, their talent just leveled out. Wow. Yeah, pitching. Sorry, pitching is just not good enough. Yeah. Pitching, pitching, pitching. Yeah, that's... I mean, you only got to worry about Zach Allen. Yeah, they're right. a young team. They're good. They just they're just yeah. not quite there. The lineup's really nice. Yeah, it is. It, it, it kind of reminds me of like the Marlins. Like you could see the talent, but it's just not hundred percent translating into wins like the Braves have. The Braves have superstars. The Marlins and the, the Diamondbacks have up and comers that you can just truly see and vision and say that guy's going to be legit. Can I just say this? We talked about it on the show when the trade deadline came, and some of these teams really didn't do much. Do you think that's starting to bite them in the butt? You know, look yep. at the Reds. Didn't do anything. Arizona, I don't really, I don't think they did anything. If I remember, Reds didn't do anything, and then they lost what two or three to the Nats. Well, I'm just saying the, the Reds have lost a lot. Yeah, out of the break, yeah, Diamondbacks. You know, but they then brought you, in a closer, Smitty, but it didn't pan out. Oh, they did. Well, they trade needed, that, they needed yes, a starter. That, yes, they. Yeah, they did. They did trade that that yeah. closer, which was kind of. And then you have a team like Anaheim that did. Make a lot of moves, and they lost six straight. I think at after the deadline. So I mean, it can kind of backfire. But I think they should have sold, not bought. So you know, and you know, we talked about Flaherty. I want to see how Flaherty pitches tonight for Baltimore again because that's a guy that you know we were like on the fence. Eh, not a great. Maybe, well, he's oh. down three nothing. Okay, he pitched great the first <laughs> the first game. So all right, there we go. So all right, let's give out a winner here: Dodgers, Arizona. Anybody on this? You got yep. Miller against uh, Kelly. Tonight, I think, I mean, Arizona's lost, I believe, like five in a row. Five in a row. I was going to say six in a row. It might have been six. I have not jumped on this. So let's let's go to Matt first in this one. Matty, are you going to jump and try to win some money on this game? Um, Yes. Arizona's lost seven in a row. Let's make it eight tonight. Dodgers are hot. Uh, They can still hit the ball. Uh, And I know their moves were minimal, but. They seem to be good enough, and I think they're going to get it done again tonight. So I'll take They have my favorite reliever, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly, man, when you can just start two high and tighters and then get a K looking, I mean, he just intimidates you. He brings another facet. And again, he he was there, you know, in their other World Series runs. He's a guy that knows the system. He's there to punch a time card and get to work. He's not there because he's a superstar, but he gets the job done out of fear. I, I think we're actually under maybe undergrading that move. It was minimal, but I think it's massive for that team. He's a leader. He fires those up, those guys up screaming, you know, cuss words right at batters. He's throwing at their chin, makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> Give me the Dodgers. They just know how to get hot at the right time. It's post All Star break. They're rolling. They're there yeah, to win a, a World Series and they're gonna win tonight. All right, Jason. Make it Yeah, I like let's the Dodgers. Bobby Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller's starting to come around. Yes, he is. Uh, really good last month. Dodgers the last month. Weighted runs created 145 against uh, 93 for the the Arizona there. It just looks like they've got a, a little bit of an advantage. Plus the bullpen for the Dodgers starting to shape up with the addition of Joe Kelly, as Q mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I like the Dodgers here, especially a like, decent price, too, minus 135. Man, I don't want to be the lone wolf on Arizona. And I'm not going to I'm not going to be because I don't know if I man, there's some good ones. I might be jumping in late tonight on some games here because I kind of like this. What's Arizona playing for? 
Well, they're still. They're, and, oh, and here I'll give you another not, stat. They're not that far out. Q. What I'm, do you What do you think Merrill Kelly's lifetime stat is against the Dodgers? You said you had a good stat. What is the stat? Zero and ten. Zero and ten. He's zero and one <laughs> in two appearances this year. Not bad numbers. He's going to be zero I mean, eleven. Nine and five. 3.21 ERA. Listen, I like the line move. Scores and odds. I'm looking at it open at minus 126 up to minus 144 in this. I'm going to jump with the boys. I'm going to go Dodgers here tonight, too. I like that. Uh, next game, really quick here. The last game of the night, Padres, Mariners. This Padres team. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. how to. I stayed off. I don't know how to go with this game. Uh, Darvish is going for San Diego. I think did Seattle finally figure out a start? It says Emerson Hancock. I'm, I think it is. Emerson, it is Han- Hancock. So Emerson Hancock is actually like was the highest prospect out of all the starting pitchers they had. He just hasn't kind of figured it out yet. But stuff wise, in 2020 draft, people thought he was the like best pitcher to get out of that draft, and he's kind of like struggling a little bit. So like he's been passed up by Wu, and he's been passed up by uh, the other Miller. But um, they, they're finally giving him a shot against a team that you know. The Padres here, you never know what you're going to get. That's a good lineup, though, for a rookie to face. Yeah. All right, just throw it out. Anybody? Jump in. I'm, good, good, I'm li- off of it. Good line. I mean, jump on scores and odds. Open minus 130 for San Diego, up to minus 154 for San Diego. So a major mm-hmm. jump here on that. I know Matt, Matty. Uh, come on, Matty. I'm, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. I'm totally off. I don't know what, this, I don't know what I just saw, What team shows up? Yeah, but for both of them. Yeah, for I mean, both. The Mariners, Mariners are playing better, and they're alive again for the playoffs. Yeah, but I, I still don't know who they are, and especially San Diego is just a, they need to. They should have tore it down at the trade deadline, and they didn't. In huge mistake because that's going to burn them. I agree. Good point. I agree too. So, all right, that's the baseball card tonight. So you got some time, jump in there, and let's try to win some money tonight. Hey, let's bounce into golf really fast here man last week was the best week guys i had all year win them uh championship uh man russell henley i i i gave out i gave out that was my one of my biggest cards all year all year i even added justin thomas late top 10 and Uh. man he got 11th place (laughs) in that tournament uh but i did really well i had brendan todd that we gave out on the show last week top 20 i he was a winner easily. Uh, Billy Horschel was up there. I had that top 20. Webb Simpson, myself, Jason, we talked about that last week. That was just a guy that, for the course, he was always there. That was an easy top 20. But Russ, Russell Henley, I needed to win in top five. Got the top five. So the big thing, that, that delay might have cost a lot. Because he just came out and just... I. I think he birdied the first hole after the delay, and then he had bad luck. The ball fell in the divot, and then he bogeyed, bogeyed, bogeyed. And good for Lucas Glover. Uh, it seems like pretty good player, too. So this is the playoffs. So we're at the FedEx, St. Jude, down in Memphis. I believe it's in Memphis uh, for this one. Yeah. And this is a little different. I mean, I, I got to dive into this, you know, because you're looking at this, and after you got 70 guys in this one, top 70 guys made it. There's no cut. So they Correct. play all four rounds. I think it's, uh, I wrote it down. I thought I wrote it down, but I don't think I did. Uh, pretty good purse if they win this. And then they take the top 
50. Isn't it bumped to 20? I think it is 20. 20 mil. 20 mil. That's correct. Yeah. Then it's the top 50. And then after that one, it's the top 30. And then that's when those guys get like, if they're in first place, Jason's agreeing with me. So I sound intelligent. So I'm just going to (laughs) keep going here with this. And then a little bit. Okay. Jason, you can chime in. And it's like school. And if I'm like, eh, you should have said, you said this and it should have been that. But isn't it like. Hey, you're rolling. But isn't it like points then after that? Like they're they're minus ten, and then there's minus. So yeah, no, they they set a score, so they they go off like they've already played a round, and like whoever's in the first, like it will go with this week's standings. Like Shuffler would start off at minus ten, yeah, and the next okay. guy be like minus seven. So they kind of so stagger. You got to catch them. So, you got to catch. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. top thirty, you you got your work cut out for you. You're basically just trying to win some money. You're trying at that yeah, point. That's a great point. Yeah, it's just. So that's it. That's man. in a couple yeah. weeks. So this they one didn't is want just... the two champions. Like that's what they said. The problem with is like they'd have a double ceremony at the end of this thing. Like right. here's the guy who won the tournament today, and then here's the guy who won the ten million dollars. And like it didn't make any sense. So Typically, your top five are really tail. only in contention. Yeah, I can't. I don't know who's the farthest anyone's come back to win this. So because that's not an easy course at East Lake, so it's not like you can make a lot of strokes. So last year, Will Z won this, which he's not in it this year. He's nope. had some injuries here. So you know if uh, you know JT would have made this if he'd have just made that chip that he hit the yeah, he yeah. hit the flagpole he hit the flagpole. If yeah. he'd have made it, he'd have been seventy. And his grandmother was going crazy. Uh, she, it was good for her to be there. Good for that. So all right, Maddie. I always like starting with you. You're one of the you're the big golf guy on the show here. What are you thinking? Throw some names out. I have not done anything. It was just too busy of a day. I had some family stuff before I came up to do the show. We're going to do some names, throw it out, and then we'll finalize and put it out there on Twitter. So what do you got, Matty? What's the names? Well, the uh, key to this is we're back to Bermuda Green. So look out who's good good on the Bermuda, uh, Bermuda Green. One name I have fallen back to a few times now. Sam Burns, 35-1. to 1. So I'm going to put some fun money on him. And I'm going to ride a heat wave of JT Poston again. He is on fire. I mean, he had a shot at last week. He's been in contention basically five straight weeks. He might crack through. I don't like the big names this week. I don't like the chalk because they've been on hiatus. Harmon hasn't played since uh, the British. Uh, Rom and these other guys as well. So I think they're going to come in and they know they're going to be bounced into next week. So they don't have to kill it. I think it's kind of a tune-up. So the guys I'm rolling with in order, Sam Burns, 35 to one, JT Poston, 55 to one. I like Darrell Hatton. And for the first time all year, I'm actually on Ricky Fowler. And then one long shot, uh, Adam Spenson, the uh, Canadian, I really like as well. But I'm still going to dig in. I A lot of course history here is in play. And the guys that I rattled off actually do play well here. Burns and Hatton have done really well here in prior years. So, All right. I like some of those names. I'm going to let Jason, and then I'll bounce in here with some names too. But, Maddie, nice. I really like that card. Good job. Jason, what do you have? Yes, I also have JT Post in here. And then Pam Aldonado, friend of the show, she's on them. Uh, she had that earlier this morning. She released it. So, I've got post in top 20 and top 10. It's really tricky to find value here because it's a limited field. You can't really go with the deep numbers. So you kind of have to pick who's going to be in the top 10 and to win. So uh, Hideki Matsuyama, I have him for top Asian at plus 333. 
I also have him as a top 10 guy. He's got a pretty good track record here, and he's been playing the last couple of weeks. So I think he's in pretty good form. Some Se- of these guys have been taking some time off. Second in 2021. There you go. Yep. And then I got Matt Fitzpatrick, who we haven't seen as much, but a horse for the course plays really well here at yep. Southwind. So I'm going to take him for a plus, our top 10 in the top five. Uh, so those are the three I'm focused on. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, we haven't seen some of these guys since the British, so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued what they're going to look like coming out here. Um, they've kind of messed with this course a little bit. It used to be one of the easier courses on tour, but they've narrowed some fairways, um, and they've kind of made it more of a venue that, you know, fitting of a playoff. So, uh, But I, I don't know. I liked last week uh, watching the guys' numbers go in and out of the top 70. I thought that was actually an underrated uh, part of that tournament. And he, I thought CBS did a fantastic job of like keeping track of when the people were in. And watching Horschel was the most interesting one. When you see him climb up the first, you see him, he's just like 53rd spot. You're like, oh, he's locked in. You know, all of a sudden he'd make a bogey down the second and he'd be tied for a second. He's down to 72. It's like, wow. Like, that's how final the line he was on. So, really good drama. So, uh, I think they kind of undersold that uh, with the broadcast. I think that made it actually really entertaining to watch. Yeah, this, this one. You know, usually it's really warm in this area, and they said, keep an eye. I listened to a show the other day, and they said it could get some rain again, and it could get really windy. And this is the course, this area has really been hit with rain. So they said these are tiny greens, so it could be a little bit more soft in the course. And this rough, everything you've been reading and hearing from some of these players, you Get out! Don't get in that rough. They said it's tough to kind of control the ball. You want to stay in the fairways. So I really like both of the guys' cards here. Like some of the names they throw out. I had Fitzpatrick because Jason said it: fifth, fifty seventh, sixth, and fourth in the last time. So we've been kind of talking. Webb Simpson last week was one that Jason brought up, and I really like too. I had down. I like what Matt said about Sam Burns. Uh, this guy has done really well here too 20th last year second in 2021 i like that jt jt is another one that both you guys brought up pam did bring that up on a great video that she usually does always so i really like that so i'm gonna add a couple players i'm gonna look a little bit more tonight but i mean you guys really i thought hammered it very well here so q i know you don't dive into this a lot is there anybody Nope, you're going to I'm ready for college football. Okay, let's go college football. <laughs> All right. Hey, golf. I'm going to watch. Gonna, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right, let's go college football, everybody. This what we've been waiting for for a long time. Let's get into it. ACC, <laughs> ACC <laughs> breakdown. We're going to do a little different this year. Yeah, last year we just took too much time, you know, breaking down every team. So why don't we... There's some teams we don't have to break down. In the ACC, yeah. what I looked at here. Yeah. So wh- it's brutal for some teams. So, why don't we do this first? Why don't we just first kind of just bounce and go? Who do you think's maybe the top two that you think's going to sure. be right there? And this is, I think, this is a conference that there's two that really kind of stands out, but I mean, you never know. And then we're going to try to go with some under the radar teams. That we think maybe looking at and reading some things that we like, and then maybe we can look at some of the yeah. some of the over unders and try to get you some winners on this. So, uh, Jason, let's start off with you. Overall, two best teams in the ACC this year. Who do you think they are? 
Uh, I think it's going to be the same answer for all of us. I'm pretty sure it's Florida State and Clemson in some order. Well, maybe we can um, save some time. In unison. You can save some time on that one. It's, it does seem like there's, though, that this conference does seem like it's a bit tiered where you have this top two, there's a group of teams right underneath them, and then kind of everybody else. It kind of has broken down that way. And, um, yeah, it, it's pretty clear when you look at the positions and everything else that Florida State has done a fantastic job using the portal. Clemson doesn't touch the portal, but they recruit pretty well. Um, so it's going to come down to basically – I think quarterback play. So I'm leaving Florida State over Clemson right now. I'm not a big Clemson guy. I know they have a new OC. We'll see how that translates. But uh, those are my top two. Hugh, what do you got? Same. Uh, I think I'm – I don't know if I'm as high on Florida State just because they're a team that year in and year out, they always have a bad loss on their schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Travis Hunter, I think he's really talented. He makes a lot of dumb passes. Now, he did clean that up significantly last year. I think they're going to be right on that 10-win mark, and I'll talk about them a little more. But Clemson, what do you get out of them? I mean, they have a stud running back, obviously great coach. Um, they always perform well just because of their schedule. It's going to be interesting this year with the top two. Um, Matt, why don't you go? And we'll, I'll break down my, my reasons in a little bit. Did you, when you said Travis Hunter, did you mean Jordan Travis? Jordan or? Travis, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you get the Gator talking about Seminoles, he starts getting all. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with both of you guys. It's Florida State 1, Clemson 2. I think they're the only two that have a reasonable shot to make anything with the playoffs. And I think it comes down to the just the two uh, quarterbacks and, like, pedigree. So it's Drake May is going to have Carolina kind of in contention, but I don't think they can topple these two. So Jordan Travis I still think is a Heisman possibility. And Clemson actually has two running backs. They have a kid behind Shipley that is fantastic as well. Their talent is still loaded. Yeah. And they're going to reload again. I do like Club Nick, unlike Jason. I think he just needs a little seasoning. So, uh, I do too. Yeah, but I, I think it's pretty simple, though. I, it's one Florida State, two Clemson for me. Smitty? Yeah, I mean, same. it's the same two teams. Um, I, I like Clemson. I like, you know, we we broke down both the quarterbacks last week when we talked about the Heisman. I think both those quarterbacks from Florida State and Clemson are going to be there. I'm a little higher, Matt. I'm with you with Club Nick. I, I kind of like the kid. I wish he would have been starting and playing a lot more over DJ uh, for Clemson. Now, the big thing is they brought in a new offensive coordinator from uh, TCU. You got you to gotta open this up a little bit. You got to get this. I like Shipley, the running back. On this, I do believe they host Florida State uh, September 23rd on this. I like the defense from Clemson also. Um, Their favorite, I think, in all their games, I think the over-under is 10 with them, which I kind of really like this. I mean, I think it's going to break it down. I really like Florida State. I mean, this is a guy, and this, I think this is why you don't just always get rid of a coach really fast. This guy has really turned this program back around. I think they're going in the right direction. I really like a lot of things about this Florida State team. If you look at the schedule, though, I mean, they open up with LSU. And I don't know off the top, and I did not write it in my notes, so I apologize, but I'm not sure where that game is. But I know it's probably a neutral game somewhere. Yeah. Well, lovely Orlando. Or, okay. Neutral time. Okay, it's, it's going to be a home game, though I think for. for well, yeah, because last year it was a home game for LSU. Yeah, but well, uh, the Tiger fans travel, so it's right. yeah. enough for them to go to. Yeah, yeah. you All know, right. and you know, you look That's at a tough game though. 
And then you look at the with then they they're at Clemson. Well, there's three games that really only matter on their schedule: LSU, Clemson. I have four. I have four. Who's your fourth? LSU, Clemson. And I'm gonna I'm not gonna steal Jason's thunder. I'm gonna let Jason say this. Jason, I think put this in a text today. Jason, what's their other tough game? Uh, Going up to the north. To uh, yeah. AccuSure Stadium, facing the always upset minded Pitt Panthers on a perfect trap situation right before Miami. I have that perfect down. The, I have that down in the notebook too. When you wrote that today, I was like, I think I have that down in the notebook. I got to see when hey, I get home. So, so to me, these two teams, the biggest difference in Clemson and Florida State is that the the spacing of their schedule is much better for the Seminoles. Like they play LSU, but then they have a couple weeks off, and then yeah. they go up for Clemson, and then they have a couple weeks off, and then Pitt and uh, Miami are kind of lumped together. And they finish with Florida, which is always a bloodbath, no matter what the teams are at. Now, if you look at Clemson's schedule, it's kind of backloaded. I think it's like six of the last seven games are yeah. really their whole schedule. Yeah. So it'll be interesting how long they hold up. Now, that gives them time to put that offense in and kind of get a little more familiar with the TCU offense. But it's really going to be a week-to-week grind there for the end where I don't see Florida State having that issue. Yeah, let me just jump in because I have that too. You know, I marked down the notebook here with Clemson, and I still do like Clemson. But Jason, I think, made a great point there. Um, October 21st at Miami. I'm going to talk about Miami here, hopefully in a little bit here. Uh, NC State. Not that high on NC State, but still it's at NC State. And then that last um, November 25th at South Carolina. I like at South Carolina program. And I'm not saying that because we get Steve Tannehill on the show. They're on the rise. I like at South Carolina program. So, I think Jason made a good point there. Late in the season, they do have some tough games there. Matty, you want to add anything with this? Yeah. Um, I'm going to touch on your NC State. And I actually, so Jason and our, our friendly text string today was throwing out some fun teams. He threw out Duke and NC State. And I had to poo-poo that so we don't blow our loss <laughs> off air. Uh, but uh, NC State uh, transfer, Brennan Armstrong from UVA, the quarterback. Now he's dunk last year uh brand new offense was put into place and he just didn't get it lo and behold who comes to uh be the oc for the wolfpack this year robert and i his former uh oc with virginia and the last time they were paired up armstrong had 4,449 yards and 31 touchdowns and had a great year for uva he's got great talent with north carolina state they are highly underrated. They have some really good players. Nobody that's going to stand out. But I think they're going to be that grind-em-out team. And if you're looking for a futures bet, take the Wolfpack over six-and-a-half wins this year. Now, it's going to be tight. I think it's going to get. I think they get the seven, but that's a, that's a sweat, but I do like it. This is kind of a program that likes to be in this position rather than the position where last year they had expectations. They don't handle expectations well. This year they're kind of under the radar a little bit. And you, like you mentioned, there's some good things. It's whether they have the skill talent, though. Their offense has been so pathetic in the last couple of years. It's really held them back. That defense last year was awesome and had no support. So I want to throw the question out. So if Clemson and Florida State go to the Big Ten tomorrow, who, who do you have winning this conference this year? Duke or Miami? You know what I was going to say before we came into this? Like We're going to try to break this down, but the biggest thing, and that's a shame, is where all these teams are going to go. Yeah. No one's talking about the season. Everyone's talking about 
what team's going to the Big Ten? Who's leaving the ACC and the rivalries? And, you know, what a shame for college football. But great question, Jason. So, um, man, I'll go here. I'm going to go back. Man, there's two teams I kind of like. Let's hear it. Okay, let me go two teams here. For, uh, I'm going to go first with Miami. Miami mm. crushed me last year because I'm going to get the same this year. I jumped. <laughs> You're just saying that to piss off. No, I really think okay. so. Maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll come in there. So here's the thing. With, here's the thing with my Miami. They crushed me last year because I took a over win total. And I didn't, I always like to throw just a crazy flyer on the Heisman. And I did with, um, is it Van Dyke, the quarterback? And he was bad, bad. That team was bad. I'm not a big, what is it, Cristobal guy? Cristobal, yeah. Yeah, Chris, I'm not a, I, he didn't impress me at Oregon, time management and everything like that. But the thing is, if you look, they're bringing back, I think, 19 guys back, starters. I like some of the things in this. Seven, they're favored in seven games off the VEASAN guide. The win total is seven and a half, but they have some they have some close ones. They bring in a new offense, I think, coordinator, an air raid guy, so they're going to try to open it up. I think he came out of Houston. Uh, yes. Yeah. Can this kid bounce back? That's the key. If this kid could bounce back to two years ago, I think this team's okay. So that's one of my teams. I'm not going to steal all the time. Jason, who do you have? Who would win it? Oh, so you took the Canes, right? That's the, the I, have a, I, have, I have a really, I have another team, but I'm going to go with the Canes. I, I might chime in, just say, if someone says this team, I'll be like, yeah, I like that team too. So, looking at it, I mean, the Canes defense is clearly going to carry them. Um, I'm not as high on NC State. I think that they've just lost too much for a program with that level. Uh, a team that would, for a price, I'm not taking Duke. I like Duke. They're way more talented than I thought they'd ever be. But I'm actually going to lean Louisville. Who I think has a better schedule. Okay, that was my other team. other team. That was my other team. <laughs> they got the Brom story. Yeah, you got Brom, who I actually respect. I think he's done a really good job at the stops he's been at. And he's got his quarterback who knows the system, so he's not going to transition there. They actually, their line, in their all their defensive units are ranked and still still nationally, which is kind of a surprise considering how what a horrible job Satterfield did there. Um, so I so said with the schedule and with the quarterback, I kind of see them as a little bit of a sleeper. Uh, in this group, but there's definitely some other ones that you can look at. Maddie, who are you taking here? So if we're saying Florida State and Clemson both, who's going to win this? Yeah, the hypothetical that theoretically may not be hypothetical. Just give me the <laughs> give me the best quarterback and the most talent around him, and I, I'm going to go with Carolina. It's too easy of a pick, and I think it's too blase of a pick as well. But Drake May is really good. Uh, they probably have the best coach then, and Mac Brown, and everybody else. I mean, they've reloaded a lot. Uh, they've lost a lot. They just can't they're... stop anybody. Yeah, that's so, what I was going to say. You know, and they're, they're one of these teams that always gets a bad loss in there, too. Some yeah. crumb Like, I, I hate to say it, I could see them going to pit and choking away a game. Some crazy shootout, 35, 34, yeah. nonsense. Yep. But they actually have a pretty manageable schedule until the final three games, and then they're really going to get pushed. So, I mean, they got App State on there. They have uh, Campbell. They have a tough opener, Matty. App State's not. Yeah, I mean, that's they tough. At South Carolina. Tough, tough. App State took them, what, to double overtime last year? Yes, he did. 
63-61. Yeah. That, that, that's the game where they could choke away, Q. That's one of them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll tell you the game. I think they could choke away just because they've been so bad at defending the run outside of conference in Minnesota. I think P.J. Fleck is going to run the ball 78 times. <laughs> and he'll get he'll get he'll get a Whoever their running back is that week, take it off Jason, take him in fantasy. <laughs> I'm for college fantasy that week. No. I don't know who Minnesota's running back is anymore because Ibrahim's gone. Yeah, I don't. Matter. I don't know either. Doesn't matter. Feed him the rock. No, it, show. let me. So UNC Vison has them the third best team. And again, I agree. I think Matt made a great point there. Mac Brown, unbelievable coach. Quarterbacks, really good. But again. I had some things down in my notebook, reading some things and looking at some things. Question question mark running back. I'm not sure. They did get a kid from Kent State that had a pretty good year at Kent State last year in the MAC coming in there. Offensive line, everything I read and looking at some things, I have a big question mark there. Are they going to give this kid time to throw the ball? Defense, like Q said, major problem. They just can't stop anybody. Now, they're shootouts. They're fun games to watch. Talented team. Now, the thing with the VSIN. They had them favored in 11 games. Play 12, they're favored in 11 that I wrote down. So yeah, they're, they're, they're over. It is over, an easy schedule. They're over under is, now if it's updated, I have it down as eight and a half. So that's one right there. I'll tell you right now. But I'll tell you, I think everybody, and even Maddie that really likes this team said, they usually drop a game. <laughs> I mean that's that's what happens. and that happens a UNC lot. UNC over under eight and a half. Eight People and are a hammer in the under minus one sixty. One sixty. Q just looked it up. What what site's that on Q? Um, the new ESPN bet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> La da. DraftKings just too hard to search for the teams. ESPN. <laughs> okay. No, I think UNC is plenty talented. It just do they play to it? The schedule I think we talked about that last year. Like, you, like Matt even pointed out, like you look, they're loaded, but. They couldn't stop the running out of conference last year, and like you look, and how much does Mac Brown care? Level. How much does exactly. does Mac care? And Chizik, the yeah. defensive coordinator, yeah. same thing. Yeah, they've, they've already made their names. They've made their money. I agree. Yeah, uh, Mac's kind of on cruise control. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, can we do this real quick? Well, you guys jumped around, so, so I do want to give this. Q? Did Q give Q give us his? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So you guys jumped around before you caught me. I like. The over nine and a half for Florida State, just because we covered that, take it. But I do actually think there's three games that are tough, and and you guys can mock me, you guys can laugh at me, but I think Florida, Florida gets them this year. Florida gets them. And I'll tell you what, real quick, I'll tell you why Florida's defense is much improved with Armstrong coming in. It didn't seem like Tony really had them together, um, and then everything out of camp is saying like the communications there, and they didn't have that last year. They were playing lost, and they've got that back. They have. Really good two running back system. And I think Graham Mertz is actually going to shock some people. Billy Napier has actually done really well in a wide receivers in a quarterback position as assistance. He doesn't need him to be a superstar. He just needs him to not throw interceptions and let his running backs play. And I think their Florida is actually going to be improved. And that's a game you just can't always put a Florida State win. I mean, last year the game was a five-point, six-point game going into like the last mm-hmm. three minutes. So – that's a tough one. But anyways, take the over nine and a half for Florida State. If you somehow get a ten and a half, don't touch it. Because I see him going ten and two. Take the over in Clemson. Now I see Maddie. And then I'll Maddie, go ahead and then I'll jump to my mid tier like we just talked about. I was about. gonna say something fun to you. We had an alligator in the Kiski River up here and I petitioned <laughs> the house. Did you catch it? Because they're 
everything is gay. Oh yeah, they got him. They got him. That's a sign. Take the Gators. I didn't know if you wanted a pet. I, I wanted them to name him Q, though. So everybody <laughs> <knew> <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying my Gators are going to go nine and three, but I think they're going to catch that last win at the end. I think they're going to shock some people. Talking with the mid tiers, I would have to go Duke or UNC. I think UNC's schedule plays to be that. If in that scenario, again, it's like Matt said. What game do they drop? You look at them; they're favored in eleven. They're not. They're not winning all 11. I mean, we know that. It's just that's how it is. Mac Brown's checked out. Chizik's checked out. They can't stop the run. You know, it's it's too much for Drake May to, to overcome. I like Duke a lot, though. I look at their schedule, and, and I'm actually going to play the over 6.5 here. And I think it's a, a lock. They're favored in... I got them favored in 6. 7. I got them 7 up. games. So they're already telling... They went 8-4 and four last year. They're already telling you that they are favorited in more games than the over. Now, again, let's say that with UNC. Duke's discipline. I like the quarterback, Riley Leonard. He's not going to blow you out of the water, but he's going to do the right things. I like Elko. They returned essentially their entire offense and defense. So they mm-hmm. have cohesiveness. When I look at their schedule, I mean, could they cause problems for, for a Notre Dame at home? Absolutely. I mean, they know Sam Hartman. They ha- they've they scouted him. You know, Notre Dame isn't, in my opinion, the greatest team ever. You you look at their schedule, and they can perform at an 8-3 and three, or 8-4, and 9-3 again with relative ease and no surprise by me. So th- that, those would be my two teams. And I would actually almost lean Duke does better than UNC because Duke can actually stop the run and play defense. I, I, I had... You know, the thing with this conversation tonight is I like UNC. I had them down. I had some question marks. But every team we're going to talk about over the next couple weeks going into the season, you have some question marks. Louisville, Jason brought up. I had them down. I really like them. Now, Miami, you guys might have not agreed with me. That's a team, again, maybe two years in a row. They got Miami at seven and a half. That was a big stinker. Favorite in seven. Yeah, but I had that Duke team down, too. I really like this Duke team. I think this Duke team. And they showed they could score last year. I like the quarterback. And like you said, they have 10 guys coming back back with the quarterback, eight on defense. Guy took a team that was three and nine to nine and four in a quick turnaround. And I think Matt even said um, NC State here. And that was another one that I think Armstrong's going to have a big year. I think Maddie made a great point earlier with that. I think that was the key getting that offensive coordinator He's back. Feel comfortable. And Jason really said too, a great thing because old man in the garage loves NC State uh, college football, and every time when they have big, you know, like oh this team's gonna be great, it seems like they peter out a little bit. It seems like they start quick and then they kind of die out every year. Yeah, with NC, well, they State. always start like six and zero, oh, seven and one. So yeah, and then and die. I think this is a good spot for <laughs> NC State, too. So I, but really, I like them. I really like I think we hit on a lot. Over of, six and a half. They're going to be an 8-4 team. They got some good teams right there. If I ask this, though, looking over the ACC, who do you think, who do you think the worst team is? Oh, man. Do we get to hurt Q's feelings? Because we know we're going with this. I, I mean, I think you could flip a coin between Virginia Tech and UVA. And I don't I, think you'd be wrong, I, either. I, I think, I think you, Virginia I, is significantly below Virginia what, Tech. Or, yeah. uh, they I have totally a better defense than Tech, two. though. Yeah, I think it's those two, but I think Jason's right. I think it's yeah. Virginia. 
Now, a lot of some people. Have now, beat, I do think Virginia Tech is going to win more games. Now, last year, where they went three, I think they could get to five wins with. Oh, Bri. I think Virginia Tech is going to win a couple more. Yeah, yeah. a bunch of one one uh, one score losses too. I'm yeah, look where the stat was. They, they, they had a like lot of. They had really by it. Yeah, they had really good um, defensive backs, but they just you know you can only cover for three to four seconds, and then the receivers got the advantage. Prize just got to figure out that offense. Now his quarterback stayed the same. I'm not huge on him. Uh, the problem is nobody really wants to play at Virginia Tech right now. I mean, you got to win in college football. When you have a bad seasons like this, like when Beamer kind of let this program kind of die out uh, late in his run, and then obviously we saw uh, the transition with Fuente, and, and it just continued on that decline. And then, you know, obviously, um, well, I'm drawing a blank, defensive coordinator, the legend, you know, he retires. Bud Foster. Bud Foster. Like, it's it's the program's dying and they've got to figure out a way to get it back. You just got to have that one season to put it all together. And, and I think Pride's going to make an improvement. I think they're going to be five and seven this year. So I'm not a big fan of Grant Will. Uh, is it Wells? Yeah, Grant quarterback? Wells. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But oh, he doesn't have any weapons either, so no. it's hard to judge him. So it's funny because you look at some of this, and they have BC as being the worst team. And then you dive in and you read and you look at some stats and everything like that. I agree with uh, the other two guys. UVA. I think it's going to, and it's going to be bad. I thought they were bad last year. I mean, you look, you got a kid right now. They think that's going to be a quarterback for Monmouth. That's going to be the starter. And I mean, I watched some games last year and just looking at some of the, the defense gave up over 31 points last year, man, it ain't good down in UVA. They're probably going to start. Oh, and three hosting NC state. They're probably going to lose to JMU at home. Because JMU's going to get well. That's for the that game. game. That's one on Visa, and they they were favored in that game. And I put down in the notebook. I said, James Madison's going to beat this UVA team. They're going to play up for that game. That's a big win for them to get to put an ACC win. Doesn't matter if it's UVA to them. It's we went up to the it, ACC and we won. Well, I, I mean, I think it is matters the UVA. That's like you know they're right there. No, it like, matters to them. I'm saying like strength to schedule wise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To, no, yeah, but yeah. I just think. And it does matter for that game, sure. Because they sense they know they can get them. Exactly, they're going to be coming. Exactly. Yeah, this is like ODU Virginia Tech. Yeah, exactly. You want to know how bad Virginia Tech is? They don't have a player ranked on the ACC first team or second team. Not even a defensive guy, which is crazy because that's what they've always been known for. You basically have to go to third string to find a Virginia Tech guy. That's how far they've fallen. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Fuente crushed that program. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a normal process, though. When you have like a longtime legendary coach, sure, it, it, it's more often than not the next coach for whatever reason it doesn't work, and then you have like the the cleanup guy, right? And like sure. like he was saying, you lose all that momentum, you kind of have to restart everything again, and hopefully you can like touch base with your your checkbooks and everything else to get it going. But I mean, they just need to calm down the roster transition. Somebody, I think it was Vincent or one of the podcasts I listened to today said. That Bot Tech is a revolving door of people right now, and that, that needs to stop. Like, you have to have some consistency year in, year out. And I don't think Grant Wells will be the quarterback. He's just too inconsistent turning the ball over. You just They just don't have the offensive weaponry to be able to afford that right now. But they do have four units ranked by full still. So it's not hor- the, it's not completely empty, but it's pretty empty. They're scrappy. Yeah. All right. So can I pose a question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah go for it. Let's, well, let's how about we name who wins this conference? And then after whoever wins it, will one of those teams make the Final Four? Ooh. No. All right, well, you start us off. Who, who wins the ACC? I like Clemson. 
I would. And, you know, again, I haven't dove in. I'm diving in, just starting to get into some of the other ones. I think Clemson can be in the Final Four. So I will say yes. I think Clemson wins it at 11-1. and one. I, I do think they beat... Man. Yeah. Clemson really needs Notre Dame to be good. I think they beat... Or say because it's at home. I think at that this game comes down to Norvell and Dabo, and I think Dabo gets Norvell. And I think Florida State is going to be good, but that's a great point too, Jason. You got to look at the like the schedule because again, the Big Ten is going to be so loaded. You know, I think I think the Big Ten and SEC are going to get two. One of them's getting in two. With Michigan and uh, and Ohio State, Penn State. We talked about how good they should be this year. Oh, okay. Well, we like Penn State. We I I bragged up. Woo! I mean, I guess Cuba must have got off the show when we broke down Penn State a little bit last week. All right, woo! That came in hot in the studio, man. Wow. No, I I'll tell you, I don't think Clemson's going to get in. I'll tell you the team. A little foreshadow. I think Texas gets in. I don't believe that. That would be interesting. Um, That'd be nice. I, think, I like yours, dude. I. I agree with you on Florida State. I, I think they're a ten and two team. But if you look at their schedule, if they would run the table there, I think they could actually. If they were on the one. table, yes. But I don't because see that. They would have that big win early against LSU. They would have two wins against the SEC, which does matter. And then they would Maybe have an away against Clemson. Yeah, so you have a really good looking. Oh, if they were on the table, they'll get in. I just don't think they'll beat Clemson, and that's going to well, matter. Okay, how about one loss? If it's LSU in a close game. It's 11-1. I think Texas loses more than one game. Personally, I think they could lose LSU or Florida because you could even say Florida's a rivalry game. Yeah, but it's too late, though. That's the only other reason I would I would agree. Florida was earlier in the schedule, but being in the last Fair. week of the season. I, I guess it depends on it, what other teams voters, are doing. It's a voter thing, right? Yeah, They're like, oh, sure. all of a sudden they're sure. terrible. It's like, yeah. It's hard to say who's going to be in because who loses that. But, again, I think, there's, I think it's a possibility. If Clemson runs the table. I'm saying they're in if they they – I think they run the table. Yeah, I'm I'm Florida State. I think Florida State runs the table, but there's a huge asterisk to it. If they, I mean, it's not out of the ordinary that they're going to lose to LSU week one, and then if they lose to Clemson in the end of September, you can rip up any Florida State ticket. Set. Absolutely, that's yep. true. Absolutely, great you're point. Going, you're going to know by October if Florida State has a legit shot or not. Yeah. If they're one and one, they're still alive. If they have two losses on there, it's it's over. Forget it. I know the fight happened uh, last week in LSU's camp, but there's a lot of good positive talk about LSU's team being even better than last year. And and if I'm not mistaken, LSU stole that game last year. Yeah. So, I think LSU is going to be really good. I do too. I, I I'm not looking into that fight. I mean, fights happen all the time in the NFL. It also yeah. happens in college. It doesn't matter. The guys are feisty. This that's a tough LSU game to play opening day. I just don't know if I mean look at the coach. You know the coach. The, the, it's so slid one way to LSU. Now you're getting him in year two. I don't. I just don't see LSU Florida State doing it. Yeah, it definitely sounds like LSU is uh, take LSU gone, minus. I'm telling it right now at eight twenty one p.m. on August 9th. Take LSU minus three. Mark it. Scott, mark that. 821, August 9th. 
<laughs> LSU minus three. If you can catch the hook, minus two and a half, take it. Put your mortgage on it. It'll be paid off on the fourth. <laughs> Responsibly. Some mortgages are due around the fourth. That's a great I'm deal. responsible when I pay my mortgage off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to throw out one game since you just said Q. At 8.22 p.m. on August 9th. Let's go. I like Duke week one against Clemson getting 12 and a half. Wow. I like that. Wow. Man, we're coming out far tonight on college football. Is, is that going up or is that going down? I don't know. I grabbed it last week. Or, uh, technically Sunday when I did my like research. Yeah. When I was, yeah. I think it's actually, I actually think you're getting more points at Duke right now than you were. And mm. I, I, I agree with you, though. I think Duke's the team because you have your systems in. We talked about what they were bringing back. Seven units ranked in Phil Sills' national rankings, which Duke came from nowhere, and they've got seven units ranked, which is as many as Pitt, UNC, and the two top teams. And then Clemson's put a whole new offense in, which, you know, that can be, like, that's really been their bugaboo, is their offense has been terrible. The last couple yeah, of years. you are getting line. more now. The line was 10.5. So if you're getting Duke at 12.5, yep. you're looking great. Yeah, Let, I, those, I like let that. that money hammer Clemson. Let that line just keep on going up. <laughs> Right, Q. Maybe we'll maybe we'll keep him. That could be a That's teaser it. king play That's of te- the week. I love it. I don't even think you need to tease that. <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you what. Wait, don't don't bet that one now. Wait until the morning of. That might get up to fourteen. Well, the show might affect it. Well, this is, I'll text somebody right now and say, move that line. Move that line. We got some we got some people out in Vegas right now. Move that line. But I, I don't think. I mean, if it's already up two and a half by yeah, game time. I, I think it's 14, I think you get. Yeah, I think you will. That MGM might have some kind of software that as soon as they, you hear Teaser King go over airwaves, the line <laughs> I love it. Hey, let's some, dive in real quick because I know Maddie wants to talk about this. We only have a couple minutes here. You got the NFL preseason really kicking off. You had the Hall of Fame game um, last Thursday, which I'm going to give a shout out. Old man in the garage. He said, take Cleveland. He said to take the over. And all he did was win. I think we had two. Well, we I two lost. Right. I we had, had the Jets. I, I had the Jets. Yeah, we lost. And the Jets looked great. But I'll tell you, we were both right. But can we I, said, but we said, um, no. Matt was right in his quarterback, DTR. Well, I was going to brag up Matt a lot here. Right? Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah, I'm saying, I we mean, were Matt, right. he was going to probably brag himself up. And that's what we, we do were right with Zach Wilson, too, though. We're not too, we're not too shy yeah. about sh- bragging ourselves up on this show. But Maddie called that really, too, baby, because. That kid out of UCLA, I mean, he, he called. He did it. run. I mean, he. I think he had forty yards rushing. And it was yeah. funny. My one of my, my father in law came up, and we were watching the game. And I said, you know, he goes, "Who do you have tonight?" I go, "The Jets." And he goes, "I'm on the Browns." He goes, "Let's just do." I'm like, "All right." And the Jet. He goes, "Well, I'm going to owe you some money." I go, "No, you're not," because I said, um, "You can just tell the Jets quarterbacks aren't good." Look at this kid out of UCLA. I said, "Cleveland's going to win this game." I'm like, "I can just give you the money right well, now." Well, I think Zach Wilson looked pretty solid. Oh, the Jets early looked okay. So I think we were both right. Like my basis, we, we, I lost the game, but my basis was correct. We, Zach Wilson had to prove something. He looked good. Yeah, I and mean, then Matt. He gets to win, and he was dead right. Well, the problem is, I didn't take the. Uh, I'll rip on me. I don't want to rip on you. I'll rip on me. I should have taken the first half Jets. Yeah. That was a bad bet by me then, because Cleveland to you, just Matt. was a better, better play. So, all right. So let me throw out before then. I'm going to let Matt go, and maybe Jason and if Q wants. I have not really dove in. I wrote really quick a couple things, and we can just finish with this. But old man in the garage again, two and zero starting, and this guy just does it. Looks in the cul-de-sac and sees an image and a vision, and he goes with it. 
Tomorrow night, he likes New England. New England against the Texans. Plus three and a half, take New England. That's his play. Matty, what do you got on preseason football? I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to toot my own horn at all. But I'm here's, I, I think, the stat, to, not even a stat. Just go to depth charts and look at the quarterbacks. Who's, yeah. yep. who's rolling? Um, so I like old man in the garage's play. However, I think, um, what's his name? D'Amico Ryan is going to try to set a whole new precedent down there. And it's going to kind of be like the Dan Campbell theory that we got to get used to winning. I do think New England's going to win. I don't know if they're going to cover. They have four quarterbacks who are actually all serviceable. And just like DTR, they're going to finish with Malik Cunningham. He might run for 40 yards in the final period, too, against against the third-string team. Now, the Texans actually have three good quarterbacks as well, but I don't know how much they're going to play um, Stroud. And then they have the neck man, Davis Mills, and uh, (laughs) – the third guy is eighteen. Of <laughs> Do you think they sell giraffes that just are wearing Davis Mills jerseys? Oh my goodness! Oh, but I actually like the under on the New England and Texans game. I Our do defense, too. Thirty-seven. Yeah. yeah, give me the under on that one. And then another game that I do like. Who is Arizona playing preseason? Dolphins. The, or no, 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 no. Sorry, wrong the, game. Yep, the Broncos. Broncos. Give yes. Me the, give me the Broncos. And I'm even going to say they cover. I think Arizona is poo-poo. Their quarterbacks are god-awful. I haven't even looked. Do they even have McCoy still? I don't think so, right? I think he's gone. I don't think so. And it's it's new regime. Sean Payton, who's already firing off, spouting off like no other, which is fine by me. But, yeah, Arizona's depth chart at quarterback. Oh, it is Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, David Blau, Jeff Driscoll. That's uh, yeah, a couple of those. Well, guys. Driscoll's not terrible. That's a lot of. Oh God, where do you go to school, Q? Don't worry about it. <laughs> we don't necessarily claim him, but I'm saying he has NFL experiences. I guess where I was getting with that. Good one, Jason. Well, here's where I'm gonna go with that, real quick. Uh, Denver. We all know Russ ain't cooking anymore, no. but he's gonna play a little bit to get used to the He'll system. Do a series. Yeah, but then the backup is Stidham, uh, who I guess. Uh, Peyton absolutely loves and has raved about. The problem is then they bring in Ben DiNucci, who might throw four interceptions in the final two quarters and even it out. But I love the Broncos to win uh, their first game. You don't have to be ill of Ben DiNucci. I know. I'll be honest. I forgot he went there. Tremendous Seattle Sea Dragons. XFL. Come on now. Let's go here. Uh, I think it's crazy he's in a league and Tayamu's not. (laughs) Me too. I I don't understand there with Tiamu, I like. I don't like, get it. I like Ben Dinucci. Maybe he's got an issue. Maybe he's got a mental Tom issue Clear. or something. Because Tiamu looked great, one. and he's not in the league. Oh, man, I kind of like. I, I tell you, Matt made a great Dinucci point. Interception prop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there could be. Look, who's going to have more, Dinucci or uh, or Dak? I mean, look at the depth charts <laughs> on this, and look at the quarterbacks. And you know, one team I, I'm looking really quick because I have not dove into this at all. But the Dolphins plus two and a half against the Falcons. They have good quarterbacks. Dolphins right? have great yes, quarterbacks, they do. man. They have good quarterbacks there. Browns again minus three against um, the Commanders. I like the Browns. I mean, I saw in a thing today Jake Fromm might play uh, most of the second half for the Commanders, and then you add in now uh, Mont. Isn't it Jake Fromm uh, out of uh, Georgia? Right, 
the old guy. Yeah, that's what I was like, I, I didn't know that's where he ended up. <laughs> yeah, that's where he ended up. I didn't know either. I saw a show today, and they were saying that they're like, God, this guy's not good. And he might play, like, the majority of the second half here. And then with the Browns again, you get the kid out of UCLA. Now, Mond is not good. Mond did not look good for the Browns last week. I wasn't high on him at, no. at all there. But I kind of like the Browns. They already got a game in. You had some problems with uh, the commanders this week in camp, you know, with uh, about the enemy and everything like that. So that's a smart. I think that's smoke and mirrors. I don't know. I think you got some issues there. Rivera was really bad trying to read a like a statement off an index card. Yeah, today. but he's always been like that. Uh, he's horrible. I think there's problems there, but I that I'll I'll hold that for the season. Hey, quarterbacks, and I'm not trying to jump on this. Steelers. I mean, Kenny Pickett's supposed to get some start. Great quarterback you know, room. Supposed to get some. Supposed to play a little bit. Then you get Trubisky. Then you get Rudolph. Then you get the kid out of Minnesota, Morgan, against uh, Tampa Bay. Now, great thing about Tampa Bay. Our guys over here is very happy because Trask Dude, he, is he looking, is doing really well, and he might be the starter because May, he's a co-starter. They just announced. Yes, Mayfield's <laughs> going to start. They're running a two-quarterback system. But that one, the only thing I like about that is Steelers went for minus one and a half, and it jumped up to three. I kind of like the Steelers this week too, and I I wrote down Broncos because Maddie sold me on that. So that's some of my um, some of my early thoughts. Go for it, Matt. Real quick. Uh, I had boots on the ground up at Latrobe, PA, watching Steelers camp for a few days. Not myself. Good source. Um, they said picket, arm strength, questionable. Uh-oh. George Pickett. George Pickens, they said, looked phenomenal. That was a he steal. said Nathan Rudolph actually looked like he's regressed 20 steps and might not even make the team. They, so I'd be careful – of that game. Okay, if great. That's who you're ending up with is Mason Rudolph. I like I like the line. I like the line move. So, but that's great. That's great info. Okay, great info. Steelers can just survive Trask. I can see them winning that game. Yeah, it's deadly out there. <laughs> Jason, any quick any quick thoughts? Any quick games you like? No, I, you kind of stole my thought with the Steelers. I, I, their quarterbacks are like so experienced. That's kind of an unfair Dolphins advantage. great play. I like the Dolphins too. Like right? the that's Dolphins a great too. teaser spot, isn't it, man? That's like I love. I you got I got to give one teaser for the. For you the got weekend. a guy shooting for a backup spot who almost beat the man. I got to give one teaser, man. One <laughs> oh, teaser, God. and the Dolphins would be a great spot. Up to add that Dolphins with somebody Broncos. else. Up to eight and a half. Oh, you got Mike God. White and Skylar Thompson duking it out for a second. String. Thompson was fantastic. Thompson almost beat the Bills in the playoffs. Yeah. And White was White. If, if White was starting for the Jets, they probably would have made the playoffs. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, there we go, man. What a lot of football, man. We're gonna have a blast this fall. We're gonna give out a lot of winners, everything like that. So. I think Tribe Called Jess is coming on there. I think she's doing the Big Ten next. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> she's gonna talk about the hottest guys in the Big Ten coming up next. We're so. talking about on the field. She's talking about the tailgates. The Post parties, Big Ten's finest. All right, man. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Q, what do we always say? Bang your bookies. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.